You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. This, this is, is Talking with the Pros. The pros. Like professionals. This is Talking with the Pros with me, Jess B. I speak to the professionals in the world of audio to gain an insight into what it takes to become a pro. Talking with the Pros. All right, today we have Anthony Ard. Hey, Anthony. Thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Oh, man, this is a long time coming. You were like on the top of my list to be interviewed with Talking with the Pros because let's face it, you are a professional. For those who don't know you, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you got into audio. I started playing piano in middle school and that eventually led to me being on the band for this church I went to. By the time like I was 17, I was like looking around for work. I asked you know, these people at the church if there was any positions available looking for whatever, you know, I was like, maybe they'll put me on custodial or something or helping out around. But uh, they put me with the sound guy there. And that was just an amazing opportunity. With piano, I I feel great about doing it because like it lets me come into support position for other people who like are singing or like, you know, more of like the face of things like, and like, I want to support them and help them do their thing. And I want to, you know, not interrupt it. I want to facilitate that kind of stuff. So with audio, I feel like it's a similar position. I'm supporting like these people on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want them to like have their show. I want them to express themselves. Um, if it's a band, I want them to to sound good. You know, and and not like come in between that. So yeah. So in high school, I got this job with the audio audio person there mm-hmm. and uh, started learning a bit. I loved it because of that that purpose of the job and. You know, kind of since that point, I just started uh, trying to learn more about that, you know, like studying on my own, um, just asking a lot of questions, like always asking questions like, you know, if someone was from another place and they did audio, like I would always try and like watch and see what mm-hmm. they're doing and, you know, try to come up with uh, hopefully not stupid <laughs> questions, but, you know, like, you know, just trying to figure out um, how I could keep on, keep on doing this. Cause I love doing it. Like. I want to support the people out there, you know, and I'm happy. I'm happy where I'm at mm-hmm. with that with that work right now, too. So, how yeah. long ago was that? I know you said high school, but how many years now has that been? Uh, like 32 years. Stop it. <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. No. no um, <laughs> let's see. I was 17. Wow. Like yeah. uh, like nine years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So about that length of time. Mm-hmm. I've been working at it, you know. So how long have you been playing the piano? Um, a bit a bit longer. I, I started playing piano, I believe, like 11 or 12. That It was in middle school. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really, like, set out to learn piano. It's just that, like, the, the course that was offered at my middle school, like, for your elective, you could either mm-hmm. choose, like, having a health class for your elective class or having piano. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't care about health. Class. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to, I don't really want to learn fun. I'll just try piano or something like. Those are usually like required things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also too, I'm just like, 
I don't even like washing my own hands. Like, <laughs> I'd rather just like you know, play okay. piano, put my dirty hands on the piano or something. Oh, right. <laughs> And then you went into the piano class, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, so, so for health reasons." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and you're like, "Wait, no, no. what? What class am I in?" <laughs> no, I enjoy hand washing. I, yeah, <laughs> I wash my hands. Oh, good, good. Okay. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, I never doubted you for a second. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're venturing into audio, mm-hmm. and you said you were asking a lot of questions and doing a lot of studying on your own. So would you say that you would take time to like read up on the subject? Oh, yes, definitely. I, I like reading. I guess I like reading manuals mm-hmm. um, just to, to figure out how like something works. Like especially when when you have like the, the product in front of you and mm-hmm. you kind of have free reign like to make use of it. I love just you know reading, you know, these people made this product. I want to see what they had in mind, what I could do with it. And then after... Like I got those fundamentals, then I'll figure out the rest later. But like mm-hmm. I want to see how, um, how this is intended to be used. So, like you know, I enjoy reading in that mm-hmm. capacity. I like reading. And I mean, you can learn a lot, even though the field is probably a lot of hands-on mm-hmm. and just kind of like experience on the equipment. Mm-hmm. But like you said, there's valuable information mm-hmm. when you hit the books yeah. on that subject. You also went to UNLV, right? And you had a double major, is that correct? Uh, sort of. I, I was in two, two colleges. Mm-hmm. My, my major was entertainment technology and design. That was like a, a marriage between the fine arts and the engineering colleges. And mm-hmm. so my particular track, like it, it, it did have some mathematics, but not as much as uh, entertainment engineering and design, which is more focused on math and physics and uh even more technical stuff. And wow. I'm not, I'm not that capable. <laughs> you know, like math is quite difficult for me. Um, so I, I took the uh, technology and design, had a little bit more fine arts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd say overall it was an okay journey. Like I wish I'd realized sooner that I could really make of it what I want to make of it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like choosing courses, uh, being kind of aggressive in like that aspect, course selection and, mm-hmm. and telling you know, my advisors or you know, my program head, like what I want to do. Because mm-hmm. like when I did that later on, it was, it was awesome. I got to take some courses with uh, some audio people here. I, I, don't know, I just loved it. What was that like taking audio classes with people here at UNLV? Sometimes like with other students, it was a little bit frustrating because like they were taking it for something else, mm. like some other music major. Mm. There has been a couple of people that I met that like really want to do audio mm. and they're throwing themselves into a class to try and better themselves and it's it's always really fun working learning alongside people like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. and also i think uh there's some really cool guys here teaching you know in that field here mm-hmm. um, so yeah. what were you doing in that audio class I'm, there's so many things mm-hmm. so many courses and classes what were the kind of like the highlights of that class in particular was working with uh the, that teacher that's over there we worked with uh, chuck mm-hmm. Chuck Foley, really good man and uh, just easy to learn from, I think, because mm-hmm. he likes explaining and no, I think he loves what he does and that really helps. Like when people ask me questions about audio, like where I'm at right now mm-hmm. or you know, doing stage work, I, I love to tell them about it because I love what I do. So you got to learn on some audio equipment here at the university? 
definitely best practices. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really learned like, mm-hmm. neater mm-hmm. on stage and keeping things in a proper you know, workflow, mm-hmm. proper mm-hmm. signal flow. That's but, so important. Yeah, definitely. To be efficient. Yeah. Cause it's just like you can learn so much and do all these things and try and get complicated, but really it's all about the source and capturing it in the most simple, effective way. Mm-hmm. Kind of a throwback to what you were saying, being the support for yeah. the band and yeah. and just making sure, like you say, you have a great workflow so that things mm-hmm. run smoothly and on time. Like mm-hmm. that's a big part of production, making sure things are on time and mm-hmm. we're not dragging and and so that the event can take place yeah. on on the dot. That's really great. Like you got a really rounded experience here at UNLV, a lot of different experiences in terms of understanding where your love lied. And so with that, what was the moment that you knew you had a love of audio? Pretty early on. I think I touched on it a little bit, just mm. like, oh, this is similar to piano. Mm-hmm. I can support people on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, you're mixing like a band. And there's just like a moment, you know, maybe, maybe not everyone in, in the crowd is connecting, but you could get like a feeling in the air and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's, I think one of the many joys of this type of work, mm-hmm. you know, experiencing like something in the now, like those people that could play that thing really well and it sounds cool mm-hmm. and we're all grooving to it, whatever. And we're just sharing this moment right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shared experience of the appreciation of the sound that's coming out uh, from the instruments and you're helping support that and adding those flares and adding those reverbs and adding the delays (laughs) and all those little things and the sparkles that are happening that people can just connect with. It's a great moment, uh, I agree, to see people making a connection. That's all through audio. This is like a sound experience. This is part of their senses that, you know, we take for granted, but it means so much and it's so Mm -hmm. vital and important. So that's fun. It's so fun. And also you were saying you do keyboard and you play piano. So uh, take me back to like what you're doing now with that. I know you have that still going on, right? Oh, piano? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I have my childhood piano at my place where I live now and it's it's lovely because I could just play music with my wife and uh, play songs that we've known for a long time mm-hmm. play songs that we we love and it's a huge huge thing to me mm-hmm. I love it mm-hmm. I love using what I could do in that capacity and you know sometimes we try well most of the times we try and get our our toddler to fall asleep mm-hmm. so we'll sing and play piano a little bit mm-hmm. hasn't been successful lately but uh we still so you're a doing... singer no <laughs> no my wife sings uh, so. okay <laughs> I, I support her singing mm-hmm. so. that's awesome <laughs> that's so cute oh no, that's fine i love it that's just the joy that you can you can take it from you were just learning it now you're sharing it with your your own child yeah that's awesome and no, I was gonna say also. Uh, oh yeah, I did a little bit uh, recording for uh, our friend Jaden Monto, uh-huh. Monto the rookie. Right. I tracked some piano for him, and that's mm. a source of joy with it too. Just recording, mm-hmm. 
It's like little simple parts. Mm-hmm. Just send it off. So you know how to record audio too, and like produce songs. Uh, I don't know about producing songs. <laughs> I'm, I don't feel. I don't feel very comfortable producing songs. I like. I can. I feel like I can add some useful texture to a song, mm-hmm. or you know what I could do with piano. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, like. I'll leave that to the professionals oh. that are not me. No yeah. doubt you elevate it, I'm yeah. sure. So as an audio engineer professional. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Tell me about what your, your current job in this field. Yeah. So I'm an audio engineer at the Fremont Street Experience. It's like an outdoor uh, venue. Lots of bars there. Lots of uh, outdoor entertainment. And at this place, there's three stages. And basically every night of the week, there's a band booked um, at each of these stages and also some other accompanying acts like, uh, like DJs. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm part of a team that helps f- facilitate these events as well as, uh, helping put on big concerts that we have during the summertime. Like Fremont, they put on a free, uh, summer series mm-hmm. and it's just been so much fun working on those events. Like we'll get there, uh, 10 or 11 AM Whoever's coming in, they might have a truck or, you know, there might be a truck from a local company providing backline. Mm. Uh, we'll get set up and I, I've been, you know, happy to provide uh, uh, help with the RF out there. And I mean, I feel like the field of RF, radio frequencies and like doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I like it a lot because it's very technical. It's kind of like a, like a black and white thing, like either it works or it doesn't, you know, and the show is like depending on it. And so I, I feel... Uh, very happy fulfilling that position and mm-hmm. putting in time like of my own mm-hmm. to make sure I can do that job like as well as I can. You know, so, so break down RF for us. So nowadays musicians uh, don't like to be tied down mm-hmm. by microphone cables mm-hmm. or even wedges on stage. Wedges are, are heavy. They provide uh, sound reinforcement to the musicians that need to hear what they're doing. So nowadays, uh, often they'll be wearing these in-ear packs and it's like a little pack that you wear in your belt. Mm-hmm. You have some really good he- uh, headphones or earbuds plugged in and you can hear how you're performing and make sure that you're in tune with the rest of the band or whatever other information you need to know. And so uh, to accomplish this, we have to transmit over the air. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, making sure that, that that transmission is rock solid is so important because these people on stage mm-hmm. in front of all these people, they're under a lot of pressure to put on a show. They've been paid a lot of money. A lot of people worked really hard to put everything together. And they just need to deliver and be able to hear themselves, hear each other, to, you know, to deliver well. Because you know, that's, that's their job, you know. They, mm-hmm. they got to do it. It has to be done and they need to be supported with that. Uh, so, you know, those little packs will be wireless and um, often microphones, they'll be wireless microphones and that lets them run around and be themselves everywhere e- on express stage. Express themselves <laughs> yeah. on stage. Even out in the audience too. <laughs> oh, uh, really? Yeah, we had a Switchfoot uh, last month mm-hmm. and he had a wireless mic, he had wireless ears, <laughs> ran out into the crowd, which at Fremont is kind of wild mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it's a scary place down there sometimes and uh you know he was like like dressed up too like he had a heavier jacket on mm. or corduroy or whatever mm. 
That man was so sweaty. That the green room after that show, <laughs> I've never been in a sweatier room. Oh man. Like it was <laughs> Yeah, it was musky. Oh man. Yeah. He, but he got out there and connected with people. Yeah. That you know? I mean that's the name of the game mm-hmm. with audio. It's just another form of connecting and mm-hmm. being musicians, I know making that connection with the crowd is important just mm-hmm. so that everybody's engaged in the experience and they have a great takeaway. Your past experiences with audio, I know you've done an internship over a summer period. What was that job like for you? Yeah, so this summer theater job that I had, mm-hmm. uh, it was last year. It was at a lovely state park, um, Spring Mountain Ranch, right outside of Las Vegas. It was a really fun experience because of like just being around other people like around my age, especially that first show that we mm-hmm. had. We had Mary Poppins and a lot mm-hmm. of the cast were like the same age as me. And it was really nice just being in a community of people doing something, putting on it like a good show. Uh, also, the the woman who had hired me, my boss there, um, she was a really great woman. She was excellent at teaching. She knew her stuff and she was also like a technical like book you know, learning kind of person. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see. Yeah, that's great. You know, someone like that in in a leading position and mm-hmm. really uh, doing a good job of directing us and putting us in places where we could mm-hmm. where we could learn. At that job, I had a lot of experience with RF at, at the church that I was at, and so I, I got to carry on that kind of work out there. Which it was a nice kind of practice out there because mm-hmm. there's not much. Uh, noise out there you know radio noise out there mm. and so it kind of made it simpler in a few ways and it was only microphones that we were handling so there wasn't like you know microphones in your monitors you know just the radio traffic of being like in a valley out you know in the city here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really fun experience and uh, the weather was nice it was good hard work out there and, and and outdoor, so yes, outdoor aud- audio, you know, reacts different outdoors and temperatures, yes. and so you had that to deal with as well. Yes, yes we had some weather events, you know, cancel some shows, oh, yeah. some lightning, threat wow. of lightning, a threat, the threat. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's out gonna here. He's going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning don't care. It'll just oh, boom. With the know? oh man, with the equipment, right? <laughs> yeah. So whenever, whenever lightning would be within, I believe five to ten miles, mm. we would just have to pack up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for, I think for the night. Mm-hmm. I think it only happened maybe once with lightning, and a couple other times we just got rained out. Which mm-hmm. No lightning. It was oh, just... okay. And is this equipment waterproof at all? Are we doing that for the audience or for the equipment? Uh, for the equipment. It was mainly, I mean, probably lighting was at risk, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, people sitting outside in the rain, probably unbearable, you know. And oh, okay. the microphones, these you know, these little microphone elements just being, True. you know, bombarded by raindrops would not be good. True. I mean, they're already, these microphones are already assaulted by sweat mm-hmm. from these actors. Mm-hmm. Salty, nasty sweat. <laughs> By these crazy actor people. <laughs> these crazy people. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, besides that, I think a lot of the equipment is pretty resilient. Mm-hmm. We had some speakers like on delay towers out there, like powered speakers on poles 
with like some some nylon covering on them. <laughs> and I remember after a week of rain or something, we go back and we're like, the speaker's not working. And like, I couldn't figure it out. And my supervisor, uh, he came out and he, he tipped the speaker. Like it was up there. He tilted it down downwards. Mm-hmm. All this water like pours out. He does it both ways. So all the water comes out of the speaker box mm-hmm. and leaves it up there. I think kind of open to dry off. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. Wow. Which okay. to me, I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, I didn't know. <laughs> this is how we roll out here. You know, like mm-hmm. you could just fill a box with water, tip it all out. And it's better and be now. okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like those speaker jackets. If anybody's mm-hmm. ever seen those, they're, they're cute. They're like a little, little cozy. Yeah. These ones have taken a lot of mm-hmm. stuff out there, you know? Because <laughs> that's where they live, right? You don't bring them back in. Not for the whole summer. Mm. They stay out there for the whole summer. Mm. Mm. You know, which yeah. the daytime is brutal, but I, at night it was always beautiful weather. Mm. So that was that's awesome. A huge positive for that. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. I gotta go up there. I know I never got a chance to go out there. I had car problems. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Take a bike next time. <laughs> Take a bike. No, yeah. I know, right? Uh, get one of those donkeys. Oh <laughs> man, ride one of those yeah. donkeys. Yeah. Yeah, you heard those creatures too. <laughs> They got busy out there. <laughs> they had their own act. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't care if people were out there. <laughs> That's, That's hilarious. Yeah. So when we're talking about the future of audio, what is it like for you as an audio professional seeing everything that's going on, but also taking the time to be like, okay, what do I want to do in the future? in this field? I think I kind of want to do the same things I'm doing now. I really love what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I love being part of like live music. Mm -hmm. I love being able to use that technical side to make sure that, you know, what's happening happens. Mm -hmm. And in the future, I I just hope that there's more of these festivals that we, that we see like the life is beautiful festival Mm -hmm. here in Las Vegas. I I think it is really beautiful because of, like all the culture, you know, people are, are coming out to see all these different bands, mm-hmm. you know, putting on a really good show and having like good food, good art everywhere. I think that's such a beautiful thing. And I think I'd like to see a lot of those, a lot more of those in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'd, I'd love to be on a crew that you know, facilitates that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said you want to be on a crew mm-hmm. uh, with that. In terms of concerts, do you see yourself like in one venue, multiple venues or maybe like going on tour with a band. I'm I'm open to whatever. I like where mm. I'm at right now because mm. I can support my family mm-hmm. and have a, a solid position, mm-hmm. and you know just still have a lot of fun out there. The crew where I'm at is really good too. It's just been fun so far. I've been there for a year mm-hmm. already, and wow, that flew by. Yeah, everything that you're saying about how audio affects not only you know from the technical point, but just reaching the, the the audience and just using the skills that you've learned in audio to help make that happen. And I know everybody's talking about the sphere. I mean, it puts on a show every night. What are your thoughts about um, the audio in terms of like all this new technology that's coming out? Um, mm-hmm. 
what's what's your take and what's something that's exciting for you? I think it's cool that they're doing it. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I'd rather go somewhere where there's you know, just something simpler, mm-hmm. you know. And also, you have these custom ear in ears headphones, yeah. like like yeah. a professional over here. I'm, fa- I'm, I'm fancy, yeah. I got the UA18s at my work. Uh, my boss suggested that I get these, mm-hmm. and I did. I'm pretty grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And that helps you perform just at, at a higher level in your field. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. These these uh, earbuds they're famous for being flat. And so, I mean, what I was using before, I was kind of skewed in, in what I thought, you know, a flat mix should be. So mm-hmm. I, I trusted like this other pair of headphones and it just mm-hmm. turns out that it was more of, uh, I guess, a consumer product with, you know, some EQ on it or something. Mm-hmm. And so having these earbuds kind of helped me figure out, you know, what's, you know, what's like the, the, the truth of a mix, mm-hmm. you know, that, that that's being put out there. And it really helps me, like, kind of replicate that when I'm going to go, you know, mix in the house or something. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad. And, like, you know, being, you know, being, like, technical and and I'm not very confident either. So, like, it'll take a while for me to do something or I won't be sure of myself. And I'll read into it a lot and I'll, like, pick up some other method, methods for doing things. Like, sometimes that just gets in the way of just keeping it simple, like... Just make the band louder, put an effect or two on it, and you know, just let them speak for themselves. Mm. You know, I was having trouble earlier this year, just you know, being, you know, trying to be simple and letting the band shine. I was having trouble doing that because I just got so carried away with trying to be fancy. I mm. guess, mm. you know, reading a lot. Oh, this could do this. This could do that. I got carried away, carried away with it. Um, having these earbuds, you know, really helped me get back in tune with what needs to be done like just mm-hmm. make the band louder they're good enough this job is simple you know and there's a lot of tools that I have in my work mm-hmm. that can get it done so well and so you know, it, it's been a good it's been a good time there I've learned so much and yeah I'm just happy to do what I do that's that's what you want to know like the tools and out of your uh the tools available to you to help you yeah. you know elevate your workflow yes and i'm sure these earbuds also very fancy by the way yeah thank you um (laughs) protect you too as well because in Mm -hmm. audio you need your ears and the most valuable thing it is so loud Mm. it it is so (laughs) loud yeah my goodness you know Mm -hmm. because like where i'm at at fremont Mm -hmm. there's a lot of bars out there so there's a lot of drunk people Mm -hmm. you're running a show for drunk people Mm mm-hmm their senses are dulled, mm-hmm. you know, so you got to like hit them mm-hmm. or at least, you know, get them to think that they need, a, they need sure. a drink or something. And then the natural sound pollution already happening. You're close to the street. You're close to yes. entrances to other uh, yes. casinos and just yes. the foot traffic. Close and... to other stages too. Right. right. Two, two of the stages down there are mm-hmm. not fairly, too far. Fairly yeah. close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... <laughs> And you have so the side sh- the side shows happening too. Oh my goodness! Down the, the circle like, people, the hall, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the main events. Yeah. This is the side show, mm-hmm. literally. Side shows, side- yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you you got that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
man. Well, Anthony, I want you to be safe and keep on mixing for us. I just appreciate you and all of the knowledge that you have. And I can't wait to hear more from you. And I just love to see your journey in audio. Definitely want to say that you've been an inspiration to me. So thank you for, you know, just doing you and being you and uh, help continue to share your gift with others. Oh, thank you. I wish the same for you. Oh, thank you, Anthony. Again, audio engineer professional. Oh, like a pro. Like a pro. Yeah. I, when I started working at this new job, I mm-hmm. got a key card. It says yeah. audio engineer on it. Yes. I'm like, whoa, I've made it. Yes. Like, this is it. That's what, that's what we all strive yeah. for. Yeah. Like a professional, Anthony Ard, sound engineer. Go check him out at Fremont Experience pretty much any night. Yeah, Tuesday through Saturday. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. we'll check that summer series. Yes. It's free. Yeah. A lot of good shows coming up. Taking Back Sunday, Young the Giant. They it's need good. to feature you on their Instagram. Every oh. time <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> every time I'm watching their live or uh-huh. seeing a post, I'm like, where's Anthony? <laughs> no, no, no. I've I've been in, in a few of those videos. Yeah, yeah. My wife has sent me them. Oh, okay. Like, like I see you. I'm like, yep, I'm just standing there. <laughs> Hoping, you know, all this wireless stuff is working A-OK. Oh, <laughs> and speaking of, you have that iPad too, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, for yeah, front Yeah, I get house. to play Minecraft during my job. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I get to be an iPad kid. You get kid. the iPad kid <laughs> out there on Fremont mixing front of house. I just wonder, like, what are the encounters like when you're holding that? Like, do you have to hold on for dear life? Is there a strap involved so that nobody comes in and takes it? <laughs> No, yeah, no, it's chained to my hand. No, <laughs> no, there's like a handle I put my hand through and I just kind of, I usually just keep two hands on it mm-hmm. and I try to be cognizant mm-hmm. of what's happening around me because, uh, because it's Fremont and mm-hmm. there's crazy people down there and there's, it do be crazy, drunk locals, just drunk people mm-hmm. like, and I like being out there. I like being in front of the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and just hearing it, especially at, at our, our third street stage, they've, uh, a pretty new PA there, and mm-hmm. it sounds amazing. Mm. Like, I-, I love mixing on that on that PA. But yeah, I have to stay cognizant, and I, I just think, like, man, if I have any future, you know, jobs in this, you know, audio engineering position at mm-hmm. different venues, I'm gonna be so street smart. I'll know what's happening. No, um, no, yeah, it's just. Gotta keep your wits about you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no doubt you have all the skills and mind and brain power to like, Gah. you know, go forward. Just <laughs> you're so smart already telling us about all the things you did here at UNLV. So, again, great hope and great aspirations ahead of you. So, just thank you again, Anthony, for being mm-hmm. here. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you. You're welcome. You rock. You rock. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And if you missed any of today's episode, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available, like Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Talking with the Pros with me, Jess B. I love you, and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.